Hey everybody, it is Drags Mike Petralia back with another episode of the Red Sox Beat on the CLNS Media Network. I'm joined again by Alex Barth of 98.5 The Sports Sub. Follow him on Twitter at RealAlexBarth, all one word. He is doing sensational work and late work burning the midnight oil for 98.5, covering the NBA Finals, of which as we record this, on Thursday, uh, the Celtics lead two games to one. And Alex, the last time we spoke last week, we said we talked a, a good bit about uh, in the Red Sox Beat podcast about is there any analogy or comparison to be made between what the Celtics were able to do midseason and what the Red Sox might be able to do? Well, lo and behold, since we last talked, guess what? The Red Sox haven't lost. Seven straight wins. They won the series finale against the Cincinnati Reds 7-1. to And then we said, and I think rightly so, that this West Coast swing of 10 games against Oakland, the Angels, and Mariners would go a long way toward determining how they approach the, uh, you know, all-star break, the trade deadline, and going forward as either a buyer or a seller. Given the fact that they've won the six, first six games on the road swing, I'd say they're going to be buyers. I mean, they are. It's it's tough because through all of this, they're actually one game further back in the AL East than they were when they started. I don't think that matters. I think it's they're closer in the playoffs, though. They, they are. I just... I don't know that you can blow it all up, right? I don't know that you can make that home run trade that a team like the Yankees can make, or I would even say a team like, you know, Chicago, who, who has a worse record, but it's just four games back in that division and what's kind of a wild division. I think you do need to be cognizant of this future, especially given the current roster composition. Can you trade Jeter downs if you're going to let Xander Bogarts walk out the door? Can you move, like, you know, I'm talking about blockbuster. Yeah. Can you move Tristan Costas if, you know, Raphael Devers is going to move on because Costas can play some third base. Like, can, can you move some of these pitchers if you know Evaldi's moving on next year? And I believe Michael Walk is only on a one-year deal, right? It just it's it still feels like those are great questions, by the way. Like, does thank you. You're welcome. Does Heim Bloom have an eye on the next two to three years after this year and not just win this year? Because Perhaps some of those moves you're talking about, Alex, are great points you're making, is that we may have to sacrifice some of what would benefit the 2022 Red Sox for what will benefit the Red Sox 2023 and moving forward. Like what this team really needs is pitching. I know the, the, the pitching has been great the last couple of days and the lineup's been the issue, but big picture when it all evens out, when things regress to the mean, they it's pitching. They could use they could use help with the, helping the starting rotation could help their bullpen too. There's more than one yes. way they could go about it. Pitching is expensive. Pitching is expensive, and and if you want one of those guys, you're going to have to part with a you know top prospect. Now, maybe the solution is going and getting a younger guy who still has multiple years of team control on his deal. But those guys are even more expensive, you know. So maybe you can help yourself in the long term and the short term, but. I, I think it's a balancing act. I'm a big believer in when you get close, you never know when you're going to be back. Right. And you never yep. say, oh, well, you know, we'll be competitive again next year. And, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. But I think at the in the same breath, you it's it's all risk reward. You know, well, we don't know if we'll be back here next year. So we should help the team. Well, what's here right now for the Red Sox? They're at 500. They're holding on to the final wild card spot. 
can you really make the additions that are going to make a difference? Because if you move, you know, I think they could be back in this spot next year, certainly, and they'd have another chance to do it with a clear picture on the roster. If you move a guy like Jeter Downs, who's probably your second baseman when Xander Bogarts moves on and Trevor Story moves to short, and you don't get anywhere, right? Let's say you're trading for rental. You don't get or you don't get anywhere in right. the next year. You don't have a second baseman and you're going back to whether it's Christian Arroyo or you're moving Kike Hernandez and then you need a center fielder or whatever. That's a horrible trade. That becomes a horrible trade. So, well, I do believe in, you know, you got to operate like you're not going to get back to where you are. I don't think the Celtics are at such a point right now where it's so unfathomable that they couldn't get back there. So what's interesting, Alex, I think is Xander Bogarts. They are not dealing Raphael Devers. I, one way or another, they, I think, and I've said this all along, they are I mean, here we go again. Raffy Devers. We, we can have this conversation again. But however, I mean, you know, Bogarts is a different story. No pun intended. It's a much different deal with Xander Bogarts. If they decide they want to move him, like they decide, like Theo did with Nomar Garcia Parra in 2004 at the trading deadline, um, they could absolutely do that and probably get a good haul in return in terms of pieces that could help them in the bullpen which is usually the easiest part to fix when you're talking about fixing a baseball club uh, down the strike, uh, stretch of a pennant race. Uh, that's the where that's where GMs usually focus is on the bullpen because those are the easiest parts to kind of plug and play at the, at the deadline. But do they move Xander Bogarts and how does that impact the dynamic of the team? Uh, but that, the Nomar trade, that was almost 20 years ago now. I just don't think the league operates that way anymore. I think if you're moving Xander Bogarts, you're selling. I don't think there's a way you can move Xander Bogarts and buy. I just don't think that deal's on the table. Maybe Especially not, for what we don't know. That's, uh, that's fair, but I we don't know what is out there in terms of other teams. Well, so like, I'm trying to remember, because again, I was 10 years older than this was happening. I, I was crushed. Were the Cubs contenders when they traded for Nomar in 2004? Yes, they. it was the year after uh, the um, 2003. Oh, after Bartman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, Bartman yeah. game. Yeah, it was the year so, after. I, I, I guess, you know, is there a contender? There may be a contender that wants Bogarts, but now, okay, you need to get another shortstop or second baseman because Jeter Downs doesn't seem ready quite yet. You know, is it is a third team going to step in and give you that? And then the other thing I'd say, at some point, you got to get something back from the team that's that's you're giving Xander Bogarts to. Is a contending team what the Red Sox need? You said it is bullpen. You know the the 04 Red Sox didn't need bullpen. They need no shortstop, or a starter, and like one or two starters, and one of which you can move to the bullpen, and maybe move one of your own starters to the bullpen, something like that. I just I don't think a team in the position to give up as much as you're going to want for Xander Bogarts is going to part with pitching. Like the Nomar trades a good comp. So let let me, you know, take a look here quick, quick. The Red Sox got Orlando Cabrera from a struggling Expos team. Yep. And they got, they got Doug Mankiewicz. They needed a first baseman. If the Red Sox needed offense, I think it makes a lot more sense, right? You trade one really good bat for two pretty good bats. Or defense. That out. Or 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 defense. defense too. That was Mankiewicz. I just don't think a team in the position that's trading for Bogarts is going to give you pitching. I just, I I don't see that happening because they need the pitching because they're in contention and you can never have enough pitching. You can have enough bats. You can never have enough pitching. He is Alex Barth. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, it's kind of off topic, but just because every time I come in here, we debate 
the Raphael Devers thing, and you brought it up. You think he's coming back. I'm still skeptical. And it feels like we just have the same, we've had the same conversation, I think like three or four times now. And we're going to continue to have the same conversation. Well, no, it's interesting. I think there is a new variable at play here that I don't know if this, this might've happened right before we recorded the last one and we just didn't mention it or it might've been right after. Jordan Alvarez signed that extension. With the Astros, right? Yes. Six years, 115 million. 24 years old, capable defender, probably a better designated hitter, and is in the conversation for one of the best bats in baseball. That feels like a comparable situation. That feels like a bad one, but I'll give you another comp that I think we're all waiting on is the Jose Ramirez uh, comp with the Cleveland Guardians. Remit to me, the two best young third basemen in baseball, Jose Ramirez, Rafael Devers, one and one A, if you ask me. Would you agree with that? Well, Ramirez is 29. He's a little older. That's why I like the Alvarez comp. Because 20, he's 24, Bogarts is 25. Also, I just bring that up because like we have that number now in front of us. That's a right? good point. That's that's fair. Let me hold on a minute. Continue so, to talk. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just saying. So it's six years, $115 million. That's uh, how many million per year? That's $19 million per year. That feels like a very good deal for the Astros. It feels like a very affordable deal. Do you think the Red Sox would offer Devers that? And do you think he's, he'd accept it? I think they're going to have to top that. I, I really think they're going to have to go Devers, longer than that. I think the Red Sox. Longer or more money. I mm. think the AAV has got to go up. I don't think he's taking 19 per. No, I agree with that. I and nor do I think he actually should. I think he is a I think he can do more long term. I think he's a better hitter. So I guess what I'm saying than than uh, Alvarez. Do you not agree with that? What are Alvarez's numbers here? Hold on a minute. They're they're very good. I'm sorry, I just blew up your whole show with this, but we No, 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 no. That's the point of doing a podcast. I know you've got to be off here in a little bit. But he's um uh, career 292 hitter. He's got uh, 78 homers in, let's see, three plus years. This is his fourth major league season. He's got 78 bombs. Um, and I don't have his extended OPS and OBP and all of that. But, uh, and you bring that up with Devers. Let's do that. You're enjoying the NBA finals, aren't you? The two, two, I one. am, yeah. Good. This is great. This is great radio right here, by the way. Oh, hey, um, it's it's a podcast, dude. It's not radio. That's here. The I'll, point. I, I have it here. You want the? You want the? Uh, I, I got I the career. Two eighty five. Okay. His numbers are actually low. He's played two seasons longer uh, than Alvarez has. But if you take from twenty nineteen, Alvarez's yep. first year to now, um, it is it works out that um, uh, Rafi has. Uh, better hitting average, better numbers across the board. His first, his his average is actually brought down by his second year, 2018, actually, right, when the Red Sox year. won 108 games um, and won the World Series. He hit only 240. Uh, and that year, he had only, he had 21 home runs and uh, struck out 121 times. So, But um, he struck out 44 times so far through a third of the year. So that's about 120 strikeouts he's on pace for that but I, I just think you know the Alvarez comp is interesting I just look at Jose Ramirez as someone the Red Sox see uh, Rafael Devers 
maintaining his numbers at a pace of, if you follow my drift. Sure. Yeah. But I, again, that's why I, the, the age thing is weird to me because I think they see Devers in four years as Ramirez. And I think, you know, when Ramirez gets his deal, it's that there's going to be, unless it's a really short-term deal, mm-hmm. that's going to be based on, you know, his decline, his, his regression is going to be factored into that deal. I think it doesn't sound like a, like a large gap, right? 29 years old versus whatever Devers is 25, 26. But I mean, those years right there, age 25 to 29 seasons, that's the peak. That's why I think it's tough to base it off of that one because you're basically skipping out on his peak. And if that's the Red Sox approach, if they're going to come in this to this and offer him a contract, like they'd offer a 29 year old player, he's gone. He's gone. That's it. Because no, he's, I, he's, I disagree. I mean, look, getting paid on. Alex, they're going to come in with a number. I don't think they're going to stay on that number. In this particular negotiation, they're not looking to push Raphael Devers out the door. In a situation like Xander Bogarts, that very well may have been the case and reportedly was the case. I think June Lee, June Lee of ESPN first had that where the Red Sox came in low and they weren't moving. So that's a clear indication. We're going to make you the offer. You're not going to take it and you're out the door. That's the way I think that is. He is Alex Barth of 98.5. The Sports Hub does a great job. Follow him on Twitter. At Real Alex Barth, all one word. Our partners at Bet Online, well, they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, of which the Celtics are a part, of course, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball scores, and all of the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NLF. Futures. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website, or of course, as always, you can use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Simply use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, back with Alex Barth of 98.5, the Sports Hub, as we wrap up here, this Red Sox beat episode. want to talk about the starting pitching and what has impressed you about uh, the starting pitching of late. Nathan Avaldi uh, coming up absolutely huge the other night um, on Wednesday night in another one nothing Reds win Red Sox win over the Angels their second in one nothing victory in three nights over the Angels what has stood out to you about their starting pitching oh it's got to be Michael Walker and you know Nathan Navaldi was good the other night certainly but Michael Walker throwing that complete game shutout he's got his ERA down under two now to see him kind of throw it back like this, if you want to go back to what we started the show with, right? The Celtics and Red Sox comparisons mm-hmm. is Al Horford-ish. <laughs> he he hasn't he hasn't had a season. His lone uh, All Star season was in 2015, when he was 23 years old. He's now 30. It's seven years later, and he's having the best season he's had. Guys don't normally have like six bum seasons and then come bounce come back and bounce back like the way he has. So. I think to get the boost from him, they'd be in a real scary place if he wasn't giving them what, what he's giving them. You know, Nathan Avaldi, I think, has been good at times, but he's been kind of in and out. Uh, the Garrett Whitlock experiment, is, which is something I campaigned for, has been hit and miss. They've, they've, you know, Tanner Howe's been in and out of the rotation, all of that. It really feels like Michael Watt has been their constant. And 
I don't think anybody had, I don't even know if Hyam Bloom had that coming into the season, but it's been a massive list. He's only 30, Alex. He's 30 years old. This is not yeah, Chris Sale. This is, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, this isn't um, Rich Hill is what I meant. This is not Rich Hill. This isn't somebody on the back end of his career. He's in what's supposed to be the prime of his career. So, Like, yes, but what I would push back on that a little bit, and I don't entirely disagree, but with pitchers, I almost look at it more in years and innings than I do in age because it's, it's wear and tear on the arm. That's ultimately what it is, right? Right. He's thrown a th- he's been pitching since 2013 regularly in the majors outside of 2020, which was like the short year, obviously. He hit the he hit he's over the thousand inning mark for his career. That's not a ton, but it's not insignificant either. I'm just, you know, I'm not saying that he's an old man going out there, but Normally by 30, by a thousand innings, guys kind of are what they are. You don't see guys tweaking this much, this deep into it, especially not starters, relievers, maybe, you know, we all saw Koji at 38 do what he did, but that's again, why I, I look at the innings thing more so than the, the, the uh, age thing. And he's a guy that's thrown a significant number of innings and to see him turn it around at this point is impressive. Four and one, 199 ERA, as you mentioned, 0.91 whip. That is incredible. That's great. If you're a closer, but a 0.91 whip as a starter, having made um, nine starts, one complete game. That is Cy Young worthy right there if he keeps it up, but who knows what will happen. What's also impressive to me is that ever since he gave up the five earned runs against the White Sox on May 26th and lasted just four and a third innings, he has rebounded incredibly well. He hasn't allowed an earned run in 14 and two thirds innings against the Reds and Angels. He's given up six hits. Um, he gave up one unearned run against the Reds, of course. Uh, and he has nine strikeouts, just one walk. And really this year, he's been sensational throughout. He's given up just, uh, if you throw out again, the White Sox start, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs in a start this year. That is incredibly impressive. I know I've got to let you go, Alex. Anything else you want to get off your mind, uh, Celtics, Red Sox, otherwise? Uh, it's going to be a fun summer. You know, it, before the pandemic, the last couple of years, it felt like the Red Sox always had a bunch of road games in June and July. It felt like they were home heavy in April, home heavy in September. I looked at the schedule this year. I was pleasantly surprised how often they're home in, in June, July, and August, which is the best time to go to Red Sox games. I have this goofy little tradition I always do where I like to buy it, like when I'm going through the beginning of the year buying my tickets, right? I always buy the first home game after the trade deadline. Hmm. Just in well, case. Just that in case, makes sense. Know, I like see, that. I got to see Jake Peavy's first start at Fenway in that that season. That was pretty cool. So it, we'll see. We, You know, I, I said before, I'm not super optimistic about the deadline, but we'll see. Um, I'm just, I think it's going to be a fun, you know, Celtics kind of have us all on an emotional high right now. And there's just going to be the Red Sox. So. I think it could be a fun summer at Fenway. We'll see if they hold up their end of the bargain, but it's uh, setting up to be a good one. No one runs on fumes better than Alex Barth of 98, <laughs> 98.5, the Sports <laughs> Hub. Follow all of his material at 98.5, the Sports Hub.com. Correct? I got that? Yes. 98.5, the Sports Hub.com. There you go. Great stuff covering both the Patriots minicamp as well as, of course, the 
2022 NBA Finals. We'll have you covered all across the CLNS platform uh, for the NBA Finals um, as well. So uh, we've got lots in store coming up in the next couple of weeks. He is Alex Barth. Follow him on Twitter at Real Alex Barth. For Alex Barth, I also want to thank our great sponsor, betonline.ag. I'm Mike Petralia Trags. Thanks for watching. Red Sox Beat, powered by the CLNS Media Network.